Hey everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Rubero and I will be your host. I'll be interviewing recruiters, hiring managers, and experts to help you land your next job sooner. Just a quick reminder to download your high converting resume template that's been proven to get you more job interviews at resumetemplate.canadianjobsearchacademy.com. And if this episode resonates with you, then remember to subscribe, comment, and share. Thank you and welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Ribeiro, and today we've got a very special guest in Leah Wilson. Leah Wilson is the VP Talent and Acquisition at a Media and Advertising International Network Organization. Leah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. I'm so excited. To, I, you know, you and I, we, we go back a long, I hate when people use expression, we go way back. We don't go way, way, way back, but we go back a few years. And, you know, we had the pleasure of working together in an organization where you were doing recruitment for my team. Right, and now you're my, here, you're my client, John. <laughs> I was your client. Well, it's kind of weird when you say that. But yeah, I was your client. And, uh, you know, you were incredibly successful at getting the right people into my seats. You know, when I was your how do you, what, if I was, oh yeah, when I was your client, you helped me get people into, into my organization, into my team, into my department. You're incredibly successful. You've moved on to be now a vice president where you get to do the same for other organizations, building systems and structures for them to make sure that they hire the right people for their organizations. So it'd be great to just get your perspective. So I want to just jump into this and let's just, you know, let's get right into it. So what would you suggest is the best way for a job seeker to reach out to a recruiter or a talent specialist like yourself? Well, you know what? There is not a silver bullet answer. I think a multi-channel approach works, but in COVID, with everything being virtual and digital, if you will, the number one tool is probably still going to be LinkedIn. So Mm. I would suggest that if people are interested in opportunities that, um, you know, they, they, they reach out via LinkedIn. However, you know, websites still have sometimes contact information, um, but often it's, it's actually just, um, us reaching out to you. So, you know, in, in some mm. ways, if you spend time, um, on your profile, people will come to you. Uh, and I think that's one of the things, um, that job seekers forget is that it's not a one-sided thing. I mean, often, you know, I have postings, sure. And I, I put them on multiple job boards and channels, but sometimes it's through partnerships and sometimes it's through interest groups. So, um, you know, the best thing I would still say uh, works is, is making sure that people are leveraging LinkedIn. And if you're not, you need to do it. Yeah, no. And that's, and I know you and I, we were talking about this before on a, on another call, but so, so what specifically, so I, I know, and, and, and the way I think of you is kind of like a, a baseball scout, right? Somebody who's going out and looking for talent, right? Yeah. Not so much talent coming in, because think about it in, in professional sports teams. It's not about, you know, players going to teams, it's teams going to players. And then, and you're kind of a scout that way too, right? So what are you looking for specifically in those profiles that helps those particular candidates stand out? Yeah, and great question and absolutely great analogy, John. Like it, it is exactly that. We are going out and saying, hey, what, how, how do we round up the team? Mm. Um, and, and it's usually, you know, looking for how can we get better? How can we get stronger? How can we get more diverse? There's a whole bunch of, um, you know, needs that we're looking to address. 
and how they use their profile is very important. So it's not enough to be part of LinkedIn. Um, but one of the most underutilized things is the sort of that, that profile piece, a little bit about yourself. Um, it's free real estate that candidates don't use enough. And I'll tell you many, and sometimes it's even a picture, you know, you can put, you can use the banner. So, you know, you have your picture and, it, you know, your basic sort of profile information, your name, et cetera. But there's, you know, a, a spot there to put a picture. There's a spot, um, or, you know, even if it's just like a colorful banner mm -hmm. and, and there's a spot to tell people about yourself. And I use it all the time in recruiting. We use it all the time. Uh, I, a recent example I was reading, and this is for a senior search. I was looking for, um, uh, you know, a, a VP group account director. So kind of, you know, fancy title in, in the creative space. And one of the things when I was crafting my message, my in-mail to reach out to this individual, uh, one of the things I noticed in her profile is that she had gone to Cordon Bleu. So she was a foodie and a chef. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And I was legitimately interested in, you know, learning more about, wow, like I'm talking to you about advertising, but you're also like this, so this interesting human who does, you know, who can cook with butter. I was like, wow, I want to know more about this experience. Right. So uh, that's exactly what I did in my message. I was able to personalize it because I clearly read her profile. I was mm -hmm. spending time to, to read what the information she had included and it gave me something sort of interesting to talk about that was interesting for her too so even if she wasn't interested in the job I was able to kind of take something she had put out there and go oh hey you know what I'd love to talk to you even if it was just about your experience uh with Cordon Bleu and I got a response and it was great and similarly with that that banner part uh i remember one time and again i'm, I'm in immediate advertising so not all industries are the same but yeah. uh, someone had put i think it was a picture of a cat in space and i remember openly chuckling about it because i was like wow that's fun but you know i think i was hiring for like a creative art director or something and i I emailed the individual and I, I literally made the subject line cats in space are cool or something like that. <laughs> and, and in this case, it was a, he, he responded. So, you know, this is my advice to stand out. One of the best ways to do it is just by being your authentic self and mm. stuff that you're legitimately interested in because it'll come across, right. It'll come across in, in uh, your profile and it'll come across when you have a conversation as well. It's just going to make it so much easier for people to kind of establish that rapport, especially digitally. Yeah. Oh, and great point. And, you know, I would have never thought about putting a cat in space, but something, Definitely for me to consider <laughs> as I <laughs> out there, but yeah, I mean, it, it still worked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to kind of build on top of what you mentioned, you know, you are doing, you know, media, media and advertising or advertising and, and yeah, media. So the space is different. So marketing and media and marketing advertising. So the space is different, but in, in those type of areas, you need to stand out. You need to show your creative side, but I think this goes for everybody, right? So who knew, having something like Cordon Blue on your profile uh, is going to make you stand out and be different. But, you know, yeah. the, the, one of the things I talk about is, you know, m find a way to introduce yourself to people or, or pull something off somebody's profile, like recruiter, hiring manager, or an executive, 
pull something off their profile so you can make that initial introduction. Mm -hmm. But I never thought about it the way you said it, make it easy for the recruiter and the, and the talent specialist to make an introduction to you. Right. Yeah. So by putting that personal side of it and you never know what you're going to have in common. And the more you have in common with people I find, it's just easier to talk to them. Right. So the same schooling, the same education, the same background, but you know, if you've got an interest in cooking, yeah. You know, cooking with butter. I know cooking with butter is not necessarily the best today, but you know, uh, <laughs> but <it's delicious. laughs> it is delicious, 100%. But definitely something to think about as you're building out your profile. So I got a question around this and I, and I, I want to explore this because they say in resumes, you know, it's four to seven seconds to scan, right? Like yeah. a resume. For a LinkedIn profile, what would you spend? Would you spend more time on a LinkedIn profile than you would going through somebody's resume? That's an interesting question. I, you know what? I, I don't know that I've honestly sort of A-B tested that theory, mm -hmm. um, but I do. I think you spend time. I think you spend time, but I think maybe it's it's more visually interesting when it's LinkedIn, just because yeah. there's, you know, just different things on there. Um, although resumes too, I mean, you're always kind of looking for, um, you know, what are some of the skills? What are some of the industries they worked in? Um, and then how, would, how I would equate you know, that kind of profile piece to maybe a resume is maybe it's some of that volunteer activity or hobbies and interests. It's, you know, you don't need to do it. And I know, again, resumes, it's um, the real estate is precious. Um, and I also don't, like, I, only if it's really something that's truly important to you, you know, using it as filler on a resume is also just kind of, eh. mm. you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can't answer the question in terms of how much time, but you definitely look at both, right? Like you're still like you're doing, you, you know, you're, you have to read it. You have to read it in order to sort of make a determination, right? I think yeah. um, the part that the upfront part is, is really where you're putting parameters on a search. Like if it's something very, um, very cut and dry. So for example, if I'm looking for a financial analyst and they have to have a CF, like they have to have a designation that, yeah. you know, it's a yes or no knockout question that you can build yeah. a system to look for. But if, if your resume has made it to a recruiter, they're going to read it. So, um, you know, <laughs> but, and I'm going to say something kind of controversial. Yes. Yes. I like controversial. This is good. Controversial here. Uh, I'm going to read your resume. I may not read your cover letter. So okay. uh, wow, my okay. advice, I told you it was contentious. My advice is, and again, and this is only because the volume of things that we're looking at, right? And again, like I said, it's multi-channel. So we're going to get, we're also receiving, we get referrals, you know, and we also, we also check our existing pipelines. So you know, um, a cover letter is just kind of sometimes another thing to read, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, I always find it's too structured. Like they're, you know, it's kind of like me in a bio. I, it, it's, it's weird. Like it's weird to put, you know, to say like so-and-so has that, you know, it's just, um, it's a little bit unnatural somehow. However, again, big, 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 I know that this is contentious. So I would say, you know, my big asterisk would be in some professions or some industries it's common, right? So if you were going to, uh, you know, go into law or you're gonna go into high level finance, it may be required. Uh, and if it's required, of course, but 
I'm going to tell you, spend more time on your resume, making sure that's clean and accurate and correct. And, um, and your LinkedIn profile versus. Yeah. Fair enough. And then, and I like the controversy and it's always nice to get the clarity because it's, you know, because actually we talk about doing cover letters all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we do it as a way, you know, it solves and we, we, we advise people to build cover letters for multiple reasons, not just yeah. for the attachment that goes with your resume, but it's also a way of introducing yourself online to somebody. Right. Yeah. So or use it, if you're sending it via email, then use mm-hmm. it as email. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, less is more. Cause when you get an attachment, that's like six pages, that's when it gets scanned and I go right yeah. to the resume. <laughs> that's the, I'm telling you the honest truth here. Like this is, this is what I, you know, this Gosh, is, don't tell again, anybody. This don't is the tell anybody. editorial. <laughs> other people might tell you other things. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's fair. And everybody has a different perspective, but it's nice to get your perspective on this because you're actively there, right? You're actively yeah. looking yeah. and you just said it, right? The, the truth is if you're going to spend time and energy on anything, spend it on your resume, spend it on your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And don't worry so much about your cover because it yeah. might or might not be looked at in your case. It won't be looked at if it's yeah. too long, but you might scan it, right? But uh, is it great? right, like yeah. the other thing that's underutilized is, you know, so LinkedIn or Facebook, they have groups, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on what you're looking to do, you know, it's really good. Like if sometimes if I want to target, you know, talent that I know is part of a, a marketing association, then I can go, oh, cool. This person all, you know, follows this group or belongs to this group. And maybe I can post my job with this group. Um, and, uh, you know, and so if you're not doing any of that, you're sort of, you're not necessarily expanding your networks. And you've, you've already told me uh, about yourself just by being part of that group, right? Yeah. So uh, like one of them, for example, for me, is it's an organization called POCAM. And you have to be a member and it's a person of color um, advertising media like organizations. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm like, okay, cool. Like I really want to be able to target talent from the BIPOC community, for example, then, um, you know, there's a group. And if someone belongs to that, it's like, okay, awesome. So I know I'm talking to someone who's part of that BIPOC community or as a, um, is an advocate. Yeah. No, yeah. fair enough. And, and I would have never thought about, you know, recruiters, like specialists like yourself posting in those groups specifically. Right. So, you know, it's another venue. I'm, I'm not going to call it the hidden job market, but it's, it's an alternative to the regular standard um, job boards, you know, like monster and indeed and those type of places, Yeah. but it, you're, you're, you're specializing on your search. So you're going into those groups. So for those of you that are listening, take advantage of the LinkedIn groups. Cause you never know what recruiters going in there and looking for you. And I think when we talked about this earlier, you talked about being active in those groups too, right? Yeah. Not just somebody, who is a member of the group, which is great, but you also want to make sure you're actively participating in those groups. So you start to pull the attention of the person looking at your profile, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like likes, shares, posts, all of those things are, are great to see. Um, and you know, like, it's just, it's just another channel and, and, and aggregators are still a successful channel. I mean, maybe not monster as much anymore, but it had mm-hmm. its day, just like Workopolis had its day. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just like anything trends change, even in, in, in how, how we recruit and how we do outreach, but um, indeed is still a very strong aggregator. Um, you know, and, and, and like I say, I meant what I said, really it's typically it's multi-channel. 
Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is that's really, really great, of course, are our partnerships, whether that partnership's a school relationship, whether it's a partnership like, well, you know, John, when you and I worked together was things like NPower or, mm-hmm. you know, in your, your, um, it could, there's so many different things that you could, you could be partnering with and, um, that gives you a, another another talent pool and another talent channel, and typically you're having to look in 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 several places. Yeah, no, good point. And yeah, yeah, I would have never thought about going back. And even if you had gone through programs, and I know a lot of programs, and you talked about Empower, so I'll use that one as an example. But they have their own alumni, right? Yeah. So if you've gone through programs, you know, stay in touch with their alumni, and and mm-hmm. you know, they have their own connection. They're connected to organizations, and it's a great way just to to stay connected and keep building out your network. So, yeah, great points. I love that you talked about that. Talked. I, I have not had anybody else talked about LinkedIn groups yet. So you're the first. So this is Ooh. this is first. This is first for everybody who's listening. <laughs> So this is fantastic. So I do want to ask a question because this is one we get asked a lot and it's around and here it is. So the question is a lot of job seekers complain that recruiters ignore them. Why do you think that happens and what can a job seeker do to get a recruiter's attention? Yeah, you know what? First of all, my first piece of advice here is 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 don't be so hard on yourself. It's hard to Mm. be a candidate. And, And let me also state for the record, looking for a job is a job. Mm-hmm. It takes sometimes time. Sometimes it's uh, it's 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 a little bit of luck and timing, and sometimes it's math, right? Like you know, it's going to take X number of profiles or, or a resume submitted before you you know you sort of you know have that conversation. But um, it's true, and it just depends. It depends on volumes. So like usually, you know, there might be one, you know, one role, and you might. In fact, we have maybe more than one person that could be qualified versus not someone being qualified. So it's hard as a candidate because you only have your own purview. So you're like, it's hard not to personalize. Like, oh man, they didn't like me. They didn't respond to me. They ignored me. And, and really, you know, it's it's probably a sheer byproduct of, of not being able to have the actual resources to, to reach out unless, you know, you're uh, under, under consideration. Uh, and even then, you, you may not know the amount of time, like we look and we're like, okay, we're on the fence. And we're like, okay, maybe. Because remember when you talked about the whole team building a, mm-hmm. a bench? The truth is that there's a lot of amazingly qualified people. It's usually a subtle nuance or how it rounds out the rest of that team, right? Like you might go, you might meet, I don't know, let's just stick with that, you know, analogy it's almost like if anybody plays fantasy sports you know you might pick you know you've got like you've got like six quarterbacks but you're like I'm never going to use all six I might only need two so I better go and pick a running back and some other stuff maybe some special teams whatever the case may be but it's not because those quarter those other four quarterbacks weren't good uh, it's just, how is it going to round out your team and what what's the thing you know it could be something as simple as you know, this person on my team is really great at, I don't know, SQL, you know, and mm-hmm. I've got these candidates, they're both awesome. This one's got, you know, C instead of SQL. So maybe it's going to give us something a little bit different and it's going to really compliment. So it's really less about, you know, ignoring a candidate. Um, and ho- I mean, it's, I, I wish I want to be able to deny that you know, we get back to everybody, but I would be telling you a falsehood and mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to, you know, um, be inauthentic about that. 
typically it's 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 volumes and time that prevent if you haven't had a response and it's usually less about a personal uh something you've done wrong or something you're not expressing uh but even more important why you need to activate all of those other things so that you do stand out and um you know hopefully and you keep trying because like i say um finding a job is a job yeah no absolutely we say you got to spend just as many hours searching for a job as you do in a job so yeah it it can take some time for sure yeah yeah and if you and if you put the effort into it then the results will pay off but um so so going back to the question so what can a what can a a job seeker do to grab a recruiter's attention so if they're at the point where they're not getting any sort of responses from any postings Number one, why do you think it's happening? You know, just from yeah. your perspective as a recruiter and what can they do to grab your attention? Yeah, if, if it's really a trend as opposed to a one-off and they've really tried everything, you know, there's part mm. of me that goes, I would say, do a little bit of analysis about what you're targeting and look at your resume, have a friend look at it, someone peer check it um, mm. because it could, it could be something that you're missing. Uh, and the reason I say that, and, and as I had a recent uh, resume, and it was a small thing, but I caught it and I advised her, and it was something like, um, oh, it was about pursuing a designation, and it said perusing, and you could mm. very so the 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 word was spelt correctly, and you could see it was just probably again unless it was you know it came up in your spell check. And it's so easy, like pursuing, uh, perusing and pursuing, you know, it was a subtle thing. And, but because it wasn't correct, it, I, I wondered if this was causing a problem. And she was so grateful that I pointed it out. And I said, it's fine, it's our secret. I, pre I presented it to the hiring manager. In fact, we offered her a job and she declined me to stay with her current. However, <laughs> uh, it was still really, really good. But I use it as an example as mm -hmm. sometimes you need fresh eyes because you could read it. It's like, you know, when they have those word games and because your brain is trained to read it a certain way, you might not mm -hmm. even notice that it's incorrect. So I would say if it's really something that's um, happening uh, more and more, I would say, you know, or, or like seemingly, you know, just no, no luck, uh, take a step back, uh, look at your messaging and have a friend maybe comment on it and see, you know, uh, help and see if there's just something that you're missing. Okay. Uh, I think the second thing is appeal to people's humanity. And what I mean by that is um, ask for help, <laughs> right? And, and so, um, and, and, and be purposeful about it. So for example, if what you're looking for, someone could help give career advice, you know, sort of say that uh, or, or help, you know, give you some pointers. Uh, that's better than saying, hi, here's my resume. What jobs do, do I qualify for? That nothing drives me crazier, by the way. It's like, it's like you've, you've dumped it in my lap and said, go fish. Oh, oh, so wait, you expect me to find the job that's good for you? However, <laughs> if, right, but, it, and it happens. Uh, but if you're generally looking for advice, say that, you know what, here's, and be meaningful about it, right? Like, it's almost like, um, here's who I am. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, if you'd be willing to have a conversation, please let me know. Like it, it, that kind of a thing, just sort of, you know, three, four bullet points, 
uh, and just, you know, I, I um, ask for the help if, if something seems to be a barrier. Okay. The other thing is your own network, right? Hey, let them know. Hey, I'm thinking of making a career change or I'm, I'm looking to apply. Because um, like, it's like the six degrees of seven Kevin Bacon or whatever it is. I messed up that. I messed that up. Seven degrees of separation. I think it started with Kevin Bacon. Yes. I mixed the two together. But my point is uh, people know people, right? Yeah. And uh, if you, you know, talk about it or you let people send the signals or say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kicking off my job search. Would you mind? Like I'm thinking about this industry, especially if it's something you know they're, um, they're involved with. People like to help generally speaking yeah. right so i think that's how, how you ask maybe yeah and actually so i so what i've read and some of the research i so the seven degrees of separation because of social it's actually been reduced to three degrees of separation now there you go right? so yeah. there you go so you're actually a lot closer to people than you thought you were because of social media and the way it's been able to connect us together yeah. uh, but no absolutely i i think the one thing people feel or what I've seen is, you know, they're, they think they're on their own, right? Like there's nobody yeah. else out there. And, you know, just myself recently thinking about what I've been going through and, and just reaching out to people, I never realized how big my network was until <laughs> I actually started reaching out and, and connecting. And, you know, you and I, that's how you and I reconnected, right? I reached out to you and I know we've been trying to do this for two years. So I'm finally yeah. glad we finally nailed down the time, but, yeah. um, you know, just being able to, to keep those connections alive, keep those, you know, those relationships active, right? Yeah. Like, and, and active doesn't mean every week active could be once a month, every half a year, once a year, whatever. But I but remember, right? It's like, okay, yeah. John Ribeiro, like if some, so, and there's an example, if I see that someone's connected to you, mm-hmm. I might be more apt to respond to someone who yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, okay. They're coming to me because of connection through John. Uh, and, and that's what I mean by don't underestimate that power for yourselves. Like if you've yeah. got, if you're connected to people, mother, sister, brother, cousin, whatever, um, that can kick in. And like you say, up, up you know, up-to-date version with social, only three degrees of separation, even better, right? Yeah. Okay, so I am going to go into our final question because I didn't realize we've got such a good flow and there's so much good stuff happening. Uh, but what is, so based from your opinion, mm-hmm. you know, given where we are today with this pandemic and COVID, what do you think it's actually, what's the biggest difference that you've seen in the last 18 months in recruitment and, and what's been happening there? Yeah, um, it's it, it's interesting. I think uh, there's a lot. There's there's it, 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 everything that you can see has happened, right? So COVID yeah. is kind of like complete from from complete slowdown to people losing you know their jobs and employers having mm-hmm. to go temporarily or sometimes permanently to like flick a switch and all of a sudden oh my gosh we need all these things back or like or or you know different skills um it's just it's really hard to describe and and i think the other thing that's that's covid is has sort of um pointed out is that need for for connection so um like leverage that right in fact i Mm -hmm. talk more now to my colleagues in montreal than i did when i was in the office because it was kind of like oh hey things were going and i never really had 
needed to. But in COVID, people were being very conscious about calling each other. Um, so, I mean, I think that's important, even in like your job searching, like think about that people are, uh, now's a good time and that people are open to that connection a little mm-hmm. bit more, I'm thinking, you know? Um, but yeah, COVID is, so it's been hard. So I think there, nothing is predictable. So from a job search perspective, uh, in some cases, it, depending on the skill, it's like ramp stuff up. Like, so for example, if it's like digital e-commerce or if you're someone who sells backyard furniture or pools, your job went like you, bananas, right? Like it was like, okay, wow, there's such a need over here where in, in other areas, they probably were hit harder. Uh, and then for the skills that are in demand, um, you know, it's, I'm seeing people be aggressive about retaining their talent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of interesting things, but I also think even just as uh, like people are searching or as new employees, it's hard because you're getting onboarded virtually and, and, and making those connections is a little bit nerve wracking. Um, so I think the other thing I would say is, is, is maybe practice, like, you know, give yourself a little, honestly, like give yourself, it seems so silly, but and simple, but, you know, give yourself a goal. Like I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to reach out to whoever their John Ribeiro is, <laughs> you know, uh, just to say, how's it going? You know, yeah. so, cause the other thing is you, you know, even if you're not looking right now, um, you can help a friend cause we've just said that networking is important. Uh, you can learn something about the market, um, you know, and, and it's just, you, you know, they might not need you now, John, but maybe, you know, in six months <laughs> from now they want to, and they don't want it to be that I haven't talked to you in six years kind of thing. So yeah, that's a good thing to do too, um, is just do do a do one just because outreach message yeah. to someone, you know yeah no 100% and actually <laughs> i feel like and i'm with you you know over the last 2 3 weeks i've talked to more people than i've talked to all of last year which is right? to me is kind of like oh my gosh when did that happen but it's been really cool just to catch up and reconnect and just to chat just to kind of see where people are at. Right. And people are like, Oh, you know what? It's just, it was really nice to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And people are a little bit more, here's the other thing that COVID did. People are a little bit more open to the, like, (laughs) you know, there's not this stigma like, Oh, you haven't been working for like six months. People are like, Oh yeah, COVID. Right. Like (laughs) it's kind of, you know, like take advantage of that as well. And any myths that people had, prior to like most employers i think a lot of people are like oh working from home what that can't happen you can't be productive working from home (laughs) well the the whole world has proved that actually if you're productive in the office you're probably still productive at home and the reverse i'm sure is also true but you know so covid has also been about myth busting in Mm -hmm. some ways and i think that kind of that vulnerability is there in employers and candidates alike. And that, I don't know about you guys, but like, if you're a parent who's working from home and you, and my kids are older, but like, if you have young kids at home with you, you're my hero, my absolute (laughs) hero, because you know, a three-year-old's not going to negotiate. They need to be fed. They're like, I need help now. Right. And you might be in the middle of a call. So I think one of the things that has happened as a result is that, that kind of humanity that I was talking about earlier 
it's kind of closer to the surface now. Like it's kind of the rules of engagement, if you will, have changed. And that's why I said about that help component, Um, you know, it's a crisis. And when crisis happens, you hope people rally together, you know? So um, in some ways that that, that's, uh, I'm finding that to be true as well. Awesome. Terrific. Well, you've given us some incredible insights and incredible information in terms of what candidates need to do to be successful, especially in this market. Yeah. Uh, if, if the people wanted to connect with you, what would be the best way to do that, Leah? I think LinkedIn and, and make it interesting. So now that I've given you some <laughs> challenges, you know, I want to see some good profiles and some better usage. Um, and actually, if you're if it's from as a result of this, say, I want you to say in the subject line, like John Ribeiro referred me from podcast um, because I do get a lot as well. And, and forgive me if I don't get back to you right away. But um, yeah, like put it, make that personal connection and, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can use me as practice. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So you heard that, you know, just for the audience members that are out there, you can definitely reach out to Leah. Just make sure you make it interesting yeah. if you want to get to the top of her pile so she can take a look at your, not necessarily your resume, but just to make a connection and to have that contact. And uh, what I will also do, Leah, is I'll include a link in the show notes to your profile so people can go to it directly. But I want to just take a second and say thank you for just being on the podcast with me and, and to share your insights and just all your knowledge around, you know, what people do need to do today, right? And, and today, and that's, you know, one of the things we're always looking for is the most relevant and the most current information as it pertains to the job market. So I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. It was, it was actually really fun. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, again, don't spend time on a cover letter. Use it elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And for those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. Wishing you all a great one. We'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.